<laughs> I'm very happy to have Corey on the show here. For those of you who don't know, Corey grew up on a small reservation here in, in Squamish and Wewakum. It's up uh, the street. Uh, it's a place that I'm fond of too as well because I grew up there too as well. And I used to like going to his parents' house too. Yeah. Like good I mean, food. I, <laughs> I, I still enjoy going there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's been a while since I've been up here and it's been a long time since we've connected and to be here to support your podcast and just talk shit. Uh, who are going to piss off today on the show? <laughs> Somebody. Hopefully a lot of people. Hopefully a lot of people. <laughs> well, I mean, we're talking about growing up the way we come. I'm going to say you had the coolest parents in Larry totally. and Vera for, for sure. I mean, totally active in, in pretty much everything we did as young kids, for sure. Always there kind of guiding us down the right path for the most part, letting us, you know, get into our shenanigans as oh, yeah. it was, yeah. right? You know, what was it like growing up? I mean, obviously kind of driving up here today and you've seen the changes here over probably the last 10, 20 years, but... What was like growing up here? Growing up here, it wasn't that. I mean, it was wonderful to get to know the residents here in, in Squamish. And it was a small town. I'll be honest. It was a small town mentality. Uh, it was a logger town, rednecky. So, you know, I I grew up fighting a lot, you know, whether it be on reserve or off reserve. So, you know, conflict resolution was something that my dad had kind of taught me was use your fisticuffs. And I did a lot of that growing up, you know, got to know some very interesting people through my time while I was here. And, you know, driving here today, I, I could not help but think of how wonderful it will be to connect with the both of you again. But, you know, driving through, you just don't recognize Squamish like it had been before. You know, there's all kinds of development projects that are happening. Most notably, what is it? The the spit? Is, oh, yeah. Been, they're removing that right now. Yeah. yeah. Can you believe that? I, I mean, what the f- Fuck. This is absolutely fucking crazy how how much Squamish has grown exponentially uh, down from Hospital Hill. We got that major development. That's, you know, it's a major developer out of the city, BOSA. Mm-hmm. You know, you have all these major developers coming in to Squamish and developing property. And, you know, this is now a sleeping town for commuters to the city. You know, yeah. It's a one-hour drive. I mean, I flew up here, so I probably didn't like. I don't yeah, know. I think Evelyn, I, what's your record? Wait. Uh, come I don't on, want to put it on the air. Don't, don't yeah. you, you have your pre-highway record and then your post-highway record? Yes, there are true. two. The old highway records yes. and then the new highway record. There oh. are two. Are we allowed to disclose that here? <laughs> I think there's a statute of limitations. You can, yeah. you can totally let it. Fly. All right. So you want to you want to let it out? This let is the place. This is so much. This is so fun. As I don't know if I've shared this especially on a podcast but you know I drove that highway we knew that highway like the back of our fucking hands oh, right yeah. you can be blindfolded yeah. easy so I had the 944S I don't know I can't remember it's like 205 horsepower but it was built low to the ground and it's like on rails so I did that highway from you know the old turn off to get down to Horseshoe Bay that overpass yes so from there to the Squamish Lights and McDonald's in under 15 minutes Okay, I'm not topping that. No. So now I don't even have to disclose. Well, I, uh, <laughs> which is, I mean, but listen, granted, I'm dealing with a 1979 Toyota Tercel. <laughs> like I had a box with like four wheel drive and hooks on it so people I, could I pull me a, out of that's, places. That's 15 minutes downtown. <laughs> From here, yeah, literally. I, I had um, I had a Pontiac Sunfire, yeah, which is not a Porsche, yeah, by all means. But it's I not. Made it, no. Oh, I made it from Broadway, yeah, to Squamish on the old highway, forty-five minutes. Ooh, that's good too. That's really good. You must have been flying across the. Uh, did you come across the Lionsgate Bridge? Yep. 
would have had the green wave. He would have had to have the green wave to have that happen. But this is three in the morning after the city. Good two a.m. That's a good time to be green wave. Everything's green. Yeah, yeah. And you're just going. No one's out there. Yeah. Well, except for a roadblock underneath the bridge when you come over the Lions Gate. You come around and there's nothing you can do. That's another podcast. Oh yeah. Leave that one alone. So we'll go back to the highway, the old highway numbers. What were yours, Evelyn? Oh God. In the Beamer. I don't, you know what? It was hour and a half. No, I mean back then <laughs> I was out of here. I was hitchhiking it more. You, 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 I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I mean, back then we had uh, we were able to get from Squamish to Vancouver, and oftentimes with the Maverick bus, if you remember, yep. like six yeah, yeah, bucks yeah, yeah, one yeah. way, you get yep. right downtown Vancouver, and yep. you just spend your days exploring Vancouver, and that was that was something really cool. But you get down, and then often you're like, uh oh, it's eleven. There's no way back. Okay, well, SkyTrain to the sea bus, sea bus over to the North Shore, North Shore on to the connector, down to Horseshoe Bay, yep. and then you walk up to the top and hitchhike, <laughs> and it's like 11 o'clock, and I'm not going to lie to you. How old were you then? Oh, do, do I have to? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it was young. Mom's we're, listening. 16, 17? You would have been 16, Ooh, yeah. yeah you, could you imagine your children doing no. that now? No. Like, no. Fuck no. no. But like you used to see people hitchhiking there all the time. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Was like, Some of the individuals that pick you up at 11 o'clock at Fucking night, weirdos. Weird. Yeah, yeah. Like straight weird. And you can understand oh, yeah. like why. Like I, re- I remember hitchhiking as well, and I think I... Same spot. I was. I got picked up. I, uh, a trucker picked me up, and he's like, "Yeah, do you want to see the engine?" I was like, "Yeah, fuck, okay, sure." And he pulled off at the top of Furry Creek. There's that uh, little dirt gravel road. Yeah, like he yeah. went. He went in far enough. Yeah, and I was just. I mean, I grew up boxing, so I was just. I was making sure I kept my distance from him. What a fucking awkward position I was in. Oh my god! But Anything I could only imagine how weird it is. But he drove you from Horseshoe Bay. To Fort Creek, and just, then showed you the engine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And well, and then dropped me off in Squamish, and I still fucking remember that. It was so yeah. weird. Yeah, oh you know, it's God. funny because it's not the normal ones you remember. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Ones you're like, you know, I'm, I'm just going here. Where's this Ansel place? <laughs> you literally yeah. like, yeah. you went about five feet. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, there, there's my house right there. Just yeah. pull up on this. You come right back down and it, on your. Is, is it okay if I put my pants on now? <laughs> yeah, thank you. I, my gosh, get me out of this vehicle. Oh God, totally. This guy is going to kill us, if not something else. Right? Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm on the other end of that, where I actually did pick up some hitchhikers, and like they're weird fuckers on the, on the side of the road, too, right? Oh, yeah. It's not just oh, the yeah. drivers oh, yeah. who pick you up are insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's totally. some weird well, people are we in do the car know, with we you. We do have a large community of climbers <laughs> that come up here in the summer. Because I, I remember picking up a few hitchhikers, and just sitting there, and they're just rambling off, and they're like, sitting there tweaking in the corner. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. It's a good thing this rides only well let's speed up half an hour great we're gonna go Corey douglas on this thing and make it 15 oh, yeah, fully. minutes yeah 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 put your seatbelt on so did you like the beer i'm drinking today yes, did you I'm miss the starting gun yes i did <laughs> from backcountry gun. brewing uh, uh, this is their brand new lager hammering a brand new like, lager from backcountry brewing just came off the assembly line so yes. good it's a 13 week lager it's a nice light afternoon beer i'm missing the reference though Miss the starting gun. Where, where do you think that's from? That one I'm missing too, as well. Went over. I missed. Like we're gonna have to call Ben and figure that one. I out. didn't just miss the right starting now? gun, but what? What did? What? <laughs> yeah, I missed the reference. I, I tried to pull it too, as well. Couldn't find it. Slow the uh, slow off the start. I guess I don't know. Slow off the start. 
Oh, kind of like you guys. A little slow today. <laughs> Just a little slow. Perfect yeah. for you two. Wow, another one right to the chin. Zing. Thanks. Eh? Zing. Okay, now that we got that over and done. As right. we talked 20 minutes about our car. Yeah, right? we talked yeah. 20 minutes. No, Whatever. No, I glossed over. Was... I'm sorry. Okay, Corey and I are car people, though. That's the yeah, thing. We, we always have been. Since we were 16 years old, stuff. I know you like have a van or whatever but I've never been the car guy I've never really much too cared about the vehicles because for me it was just it was a it was a means more than you know what I mean there is an industry for you and it's it's family vans yeah and I have one it's not here right now Dodge the Dodge Grand Caravan (laughs) is an absolutely wonderful vehicle (laughs) and I I challenge anybody Uh, throw away seats oh Dodge the stow and go oh my god they're awesome listen I'm travel America. <laughs> I have one. May. I use one for my business. I, I move kids around in the all the time for the it's month awesome. of May. And I have oh I, listen. I sold a Volvo XC90 to keep the Dodge Grand Caravan for this trip. And then when I get back, I've promised the wife we will there and sell the minivan, and you can get back into oh something God. like See? you know the, the Volvo XC90 because she loves it. She loves the Volvos. Have vans like this yeah, is why yeah. they're like bored with our conversation about like oh, nice cars. Oh, 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 no, no, no. Yeah, did you did you see some yawning over there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he Marcus is asleep. Mid afternoon <laughs> in high school, I rebuilt a 1984 Bronco with my dad. Ooh, Those are cool. That so is fucking, that's a that, beautiful car. That's oh, a yeah. badass truck. Well, He's, what do you what do you think of the new Bronco? I don't like it. Me too. I like the old school. The front it looks doesn't look doesn't look as beastie as yeah. the old ones do. Listen, I love, don't get me wrong, love my minivan. Oh, love it. God. Dodge Grand Caravan. Here we go. It. Stone go. Stone go, baby. Stone go. <laughs> it's not just that. I can I can put a PS5 in that thing. Holy I can drive shit. for 12 hours with my kids, Jeez. like 14, 12, and 8, not hear a peep for mm-hmm. hours. There's something to be said about that, okay? Yeah. There's something to be said about that functionality right there. I think okay. the Range Rover Sport offers that, too. Yes, yeah, so I was just going to say. So you know, The option I like is I pull up to the school, I press the button, <laughs> the door open, get out, they get yeah. out, I press the button, well, I drive the away. Over so Corey, doesn't have that. <laughs> Kids aren't even allowed in the new car. Back yet. in the day, all you wanted, eh? <laughs> everybody not- had that that picture of the Porsche on their wall. You know, you yeah, went to the yeah. Scholastic Book Fair, yeah. and you're like, you know, you're going, you're rolling in with five dollars hard. Mom's like, gave you five dollars. You're like, yeah, I'm getting that Porsche poster. Yeah, or the, the one Lambo with, poster with that half naked girl oh, draped yeah, across right? the hood. hundred uh, yeah. percent. And and with the butterfly doors, yeah, right? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, well, the butterfly doors. Oh, so good. I'm going to get one of those when I get over. And now, Marcus, you're so dead right. Only thing I want is... Like I want, I want like Star Trek doors. You know why? Because I don't need my my eight year old whacking somebody's Range Rover yeah. with the doors as yeah. they get out. Just yeah. get yeah. out. Get it's out. Like bus. It's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Exactly. You pull up, open the door, I open can the see trunk. The appeal. Get, oh, get out. So get out. good. Bye. No, you know get what? I, no, and then drive I just park like That's it. I park a long way away from everyone, and the uh, kids, off the highway, and the kids get yeah, and the kids get exercise. They can walk like an extra six blocks. <laughs> oh, cares? God. So everyone's happy. I get a nice car to drive around in. Looks sick dropping the kids off six blocks away if they're allowed in the new car. Yeah, they, that, are, they're not allowed in the new car yet. Oh yeah, but you're missing out. They're you're, not, you're, I'm you're in missing, the Highlands. You're missing oh, out yeah, the opportunity of the showing Joneses. off your car if you're not bringing the car into the drive with the you know where all the parents are. Like, look at my car. I do. You're just just later. back there. I do. Because you're too <laughs> afraid to drive it. So listen. Salt on the road, Marcus. There's salt on the road right now, okay? That baby doesn't touch the payment for another. Segue. Do you always pay extra for the underwash? Is that that baby doesn't touch the payment for another, like, I'm going to say another month. That is a sad place for the car. It's, it is, but you're it's going to be. Yeah, a, but you're going to have it for how long? Like, you're, you're not. I've already for, had it. So I've already had it for three weeks, two two weeks now, and yeah. I've driven it a couple times. Dude with the Lamborghini with the snow tires on it is rolling. 
on up and down the highway with skis Beauty. on the roof. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't you? Lame. Yeah. Functional. No! Lame. Functional. Evelyn, I think we're going to try and break you of this Mm-mm. babying your vehicle. Pavement princess? We're going to challenge you. That car's Hopefully badass, though. It's like badass. So listen, we talk about, you know, taking the kids and <laughs> dropping them off. At the pool. At, at, well, at school. <laughs> so this is a really great segue. Corey, you, you do a lot of stuff in, in your current profession as an artist with local schools. Why don't you speak to that a little bit about what you're doing with young kids and bringing First Nations art to schools and, and bringing awareness on that too as well. I think it's on a great peripheral front. So it's not just the youth that I'm I'm reaching as far as uh, educating them about culture. I mean, you know, the first 30 years of my life, I was embarrassed to admit that I was Native. I mean, that's a it's a hard fact, but that's the residential school residue. Yeah. Let's just be real. That's exactly why it worked out the way that it had for me. So the last 10 plus years, I've been you know dedicating myself to educating myself about where like my family lineage, uh, what it means to me, you know, having worked in the architectural and building industry as long as I have, not seeing any kind of cultural forms of expression in the architecture, landscape, whatever, and now seeing a change in that narrative. So not only am I helping educate the general public, which I've done workshops for the elementary school and the secondary school here, I'm working with BOSA, Aquilini, Concert, City of Vancouver, District of North Vancouver. You know, Amazing. It's, it's a lot of fun to engage with the professional industry at this level. You know, trying to f- find creative ways of bringing cultural expression into the building type, programming, uh, landscape, you know, everything I possibly can. I'm looking at all potential uh, opportunities to bring a uh, higher level of culture to significant projects like this. It's reaching a broader audience. You know, I, I really appreciate, the, again, the opportunity to work with uh, youth members as well. The Brackendale Elementary School, secondary school, at least from, you know, the times that I've spent with them, faculty is, is looking at creative ways. Like, what does reconciliation mean to the institution? What does it mean to the curriculum uh, that they have built out around that subject matter? So we're seeing this on a lot of fronts, and I think there's a lot of significant people out there that are open to, you know, kind of looking beyond just what was standard norm. And I think when I was growing up, having someone come in and talk about totem poles or whatever was normal. It's not normal anymore. Yeah. It's it's um, well, and, that, and that's why I wanted to speak to it because we were fortunate enough growing up as kids to be Caucasian kids to be welcomed to the reservation and and spend the bulk majority of my formative years down there playing and still a lot of friends to this day, but not just that, but in school, whether it was forward thinking from the institution at that point in time, Corey, we had guys like you know Rick Harry coming yep. in and teaching us the art and and kind of learning the stories and because the big thing about indigenous culture is the storytelling right it's yeah. it's the elders telling those stories and passing those stories amongst generation and the kids and it's all about the kids like, yeah. that's where you you make an impact you're you're right and i think one at least within the the uh, indigenous community where i'm two years into being a professional cultural planner and again working with the likes of like aquilini and so forth we've identified a huge gap and that huge gap is between professionals like myself and future leaders from musqueam squamish or Tsleil-Waututh. so we're going to be developing a mentorship program 
and this mentorship program is going to be an accredited program that's going to be recognized by Vancouver Community College, UBC, BCIT, you know, any of the institutions down in Vancouver to help build, I guess, support around filling these positions. I'm going to be doing this for the next 10, 15, 20 years, possibly. But who's going to be filling these positions going Beyond forward? You. So yeah. that's why we're going to be building out this mentorship program. I think it's critically important we develop this. The industry is very supportive. The industry being municipalities, developers, the professionals in the industry, whether they're architectural, landscaping, or structural design uh, offices, they're all very supportive of us developing this program. Where did the support come from? Because I know like the support wasn't there all the time like you wouldn't like you're throwing out names like Aquilini which is amazing the fact that you're working with schools like now of course you know when you were younger that wasn't there so when did the mm-hmm. shift change to the, you know the positive of, towards these programs I'll, I'll throw out a number 215 you know when those first 100%. graves were uh, found it opened the door for conversation to be had and I mean it's a really difficult topic to talk about it's it's not easy you know, it's um, there's a lot of horrible stories in and around it. We have very significant people who are advocating for First Nations rights. And, you know, if it weren't for them, if it weren't for, you know, our ancestors being uh, those young children that were found, I wouldn't have this voice. But I take every fucking opportunity by the balls and I just fucking love it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't hold back. I mean, I had mentioned earlier, I grew up fighting. It's it's redirecting that energy. Yeah. And making a positive sure way and you're just you totally. Yeah. So this is this has been really fun in the last couple of years. And um, I see a significant change in the industry leaning towards this level of engagement and and that's what i'd love like we talked about it wasn't really there before for a guy like myself growing up locally with with the, a large population of of indigenous peoples and people i i respect quite honestly to tell you the truth and i've always said this it was normal to us but like you say what that wasn't the norm sure yeah. we were doing it here but well, well, one I, of the one of the I, things I, I can echo that because I mean I wasn't born and raised here. I was you know in Ottawa when uh, and a lot of the, the indigenous learnings we did was actually just history. Yep, your simple history class of when when the colonists arrived and what happens here and what happened there and basically that well, also the tribes over there like the Algonquin tribe, the Iroquois tribe, who they aligned with what and how Canada developed. But we never got that intricacies in the art and the stories as like you're describing. It's and that I mean that's part of the difficulty is being a cultural <laughs> advisor. Is I mean how much information is too much? And I think when it comes back to it, it kind of falls within copyright kind of infringement. I mean the last thing we want to have happen is which has been happening over a number of years is appropriation. So you have a large number of professionals uh, in the industry that have been wanting to bring culture to their projects, but have not brought in uh, specific people to participate and evaluate and give consultation around bringing Indigenous kind of content to their projects. So, I, you know, there's there's so much more around, uh, you know, these levels of engagement. You know, we're trying to do our best to cover all those bases. Within the indigenous community, these individuals exist, like yeah. yourself. Yeah, you know what I mean. They yeah. they truly do. You've got a mind for these people, but whether it's you know artists, whether it's it's performers, whether it's musicians, I mean, yeah. they're there. You're, you're and you're right. I mean, this is the fun part. Is like, how do you define cult- forms of cultural expression? Cultural expression comes in many forms, whether it be song, 
whether it be language, could be art, it could be singing or performance. And it, it seems to be the umbrella description, like what is cultural forms of expression. We in the industry, uh, in the architectural industry, you know, I've, I've talked to many colleagues. Uh, architecture has been influenced by culture for thousands of years. I, and I want to touch on something here in, in Squamish. Why the fuck isn't something happening, you know, as far as like Coast Salish Squamish Nation forms of cultural expression in the development that's happened. Major development projects that are happening here totally. in Squamish. Well, why the, f- that there's, why the there fuck is that? There hasn't been an agreement between the, well, the Squamish Nation and the district for a long time. There, there's a bit of disconnect yeah, there. there. Well, there totally is. Yeah. And my challenge to the district is pull up your fucking socks. You know, like, come on. There needs to be some form of conversation to be had there. It's not like it can't happen. We're seeing it in the city. And, you know, I'm going out on a limb and I'm saying this. Why isn't this fucking happening? It may rub people the wrong way here. Come on. Now's you know, the time to get, do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, no it's, not, it's not like it can't fucking happen. Well, get in, in there, that, Corey Douglas. Why aren't you? Uh, well, well, that's why I'm come here. Come on. <laughs> get in there. Well, I mean, it has happened. And it's quite funny. Yeah. Like with the Ministry of Transportation and the, the pedestrian bridge, when you're coming into Squamish, it's, that's, that's really right, one of the only ones. Yeah. 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 That was one of yeah, the only yeah. ones. And I believe I may be incorrect here. We try to stay away from the political undertones of everything on this show. We try to keep it nice and light. That's why we're drinking Backcountry Brewing. Thank you, Backcountry Brewing. I had lager tonight, this. too. Lager, light, light lager. lager. Now, lager. did I step on over the line no, there? No, you okay. did not. No. Not at all. If I am correct, Just him, he's it actually won awards. Yeah. It won architectural awards in design and oh, otherwise yeah. and functionality with the incorporation of art on it. So yeah. I'm wondering, yeah. you're crossing the line when you're saying, hey, like calling them out. Yeah. Like, why has this not been to this yeah. time? We don't need another concrete jungle. No, we don't. Yeah. So I'm I'm on some pretty significant projects in the city now where we're, you know, trying to bring First Nations kind of cultural values to it. I mean, what does that actually mean? I don't know. We're trying to explore. Is it a nature-based solution as far as like landscape or development? You know, what does that mean to the relationship with the First Nations communities? You know, we're, we're exploring all these different forms of expression and it doesn't necessarily have to be installation. Again, you know, that totemic approach is very common as far as expression. Totem poles and welcome figures, you see it all over the place. We're looking for a much deeper integrated design and activation with a collaborative effort. 100% multifaceted. Yeah, totally. You're speaking to expression of culture. You're absolutely correct. We're not talking simply... You know, artwork or totem yeah. poles. We're, we're spoken language, yeah. words. You know, there's there's so much there's so many more layers. to it. There's so many layers. Uh, you know, I'd be really interested in, in seeing what happens within the district here. There's a small contribution. I touch on this even with the city of Vancouver. So I do a two-hour workshop with the professionals in the industry, and I talk about, you know, good examples, bad examples. And the city of Vancouver was looking at reconciling with the host nations, being Muscom, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh. One of the highlight elements uh, as far as like artistic expression came in manhole covers. Susan Point. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, you well, know, you know, I, I, to be fair, to be fair, no, 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 to be, to be fair, to be fair, it's a starting off point. It's a starting off point, and a lot of cities, and a lot of cities have yeah. done have done a lot of work with their manhole covers. And it, I know it sounds stupid, <laughs> but like New York has like artistic manhole yeah, covers. Yeah. Paris yeah. has done it. A lot of big institutions have done it. So it's not like they're thinking yeah, outside the just, box and thinking sewer. It's just like well, other cities have done it. Whale figures, you know, that they used to auction off for thousands. It's again, it's it's a starting point. 
other cities have done it. So like Vancouver, for my sorry, yeah. from from yeah. my experience with Vancouver, they don't do things unless it's already been used or done before. Look at the Lionsgate Bridge; it's just like the Golden Gate Bridge. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. We don't. Yeah. They just seemed like it worked over there, so let's do it here. Type of city, and the Manhole thing is kind of the same. I think what he wants to argue is that let's not be like everybody else and do the same ideas. Let's come up with our own original ideas since, you know, and we, that's, we're native here. And that's why I'm here on these projects. Yeah. I, you know, pushing the envelope. I mean, well, get that's why you're here. Projects, you know, Corey wanna, Douglas. Yeah. Like, I'm running for on. mayor here next year. Listen, oh, I vote for you. You mean this year? Listen, against Friar. I mean, you mean this year? <laughs> I vote for you over Friar yeah, any day. Listen. I got a vote Friar pin. I'll get rid of it. It's fine. Not vote unless Corey. he gets rid of that minivan. There's a lot of families <laughs> here. That minivan will get points yeah I, mean, I bet I'm winning that's points true. I'm winning true. points like, Corey's almost like this. Like he's almost like Tamara Stan. he's just lobbing them up great segue talk about uh, minor sports oh, talk yeah. about minivans and minivan moms and, and soccer moms and soccer dads with their minivans walk us through what it was like I'm pretty proud of our association doing what they did um, Corey designed the jerseys for the new Squamish Eagles Hockey Association, Association. Yeah. Um, changed the logo and this was a radical change. This was radical. Yeah. Yeah. So the I oh my goodness I'm trying to remember the president's name Emma yeah Emma Moses. yeah so she reached out to someone from Squamish Nation and my name came up and yeah we met we ne- kind of negotiated through the process of potential look to it finding out that it was a rebranding I mean that changes a whole lot as well. So it was a total rebrand. Yeah, that it was, was a total the plan. Rebrand, okay. Yeah, it was a really new project, at least for like at that scale for me. You know, I've done other logos, but talk about being welcomed back home! It was so fucking exciting. It was so amazing to go through the process. Uh, Emma didn't didn't make it difficult in any fucking way. It was she was absolutely amazing through the process. Very supportive. You know, there was no pushback from her at all in any way. Uh, we came up with the final design. And it was actually full, like you, I don't think you see the feet on the jersey, correct? No, that's right. Yeah, so it's it's, it's cropped. Mm -hmm. So the overall design has been cropped. And as an artist, it's just like, you know, it was a little difficult for me to accept that it was going to be cropped. But I was like, yeah, okay, let's fucking, let's, let's, let's explore what that could potentially look like. And then, then it was some of the other merchandise as well. How are we going to, what are the colors? You know, it was a really, really exciting. Pro- I loved every part of it. The unveiling was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I did it in the, the, one of the games, right? The, yeah, the Canucks were there, the alumni. Yeah. Um, I got to see some You got You faces. came out on the ice, didn't yeah. you, with the jersey? Yeah. Yeah, I came. Super yeah, cool. I was out on the ice waving at people. I think people were throwing beer cups and stuff like that at me. <laughs> I like it. My it, kid wears the jersey. It's cool. Like I, I got a different. jersey. I got, got a jersey. I wore it to the Canucks game. Do you probably. want me to sign it? or? Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, my God. Mediocre hockey player yeah. <laughs> number. Your favorite ref. Okay, out of co hockey. you played ringette, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, grew you, up. do you still play? I play hockey. You play oh, hockey now. There. <laughs> like they're all like, oh, God, here she goes. You're talking about hockey now. Do you play in net still? Great segue, yes. Do I you do, really? I still play in net. I love playing fucking goalie when I was yes. a kid. Listen, that's a loose term, okay? <laughs> that's a very loose term. Playing implies that you actually, A, know what you're doing. Um, I've, and B, can make a save, okay, especially see, when it comes like, to goaltending. Like, it's not funny when, like, like, I already did it to him. Like, it's not funny when he tries to do it to me. But, um, no, I'm still playing hockey. I own a hockey academy now. You own? Yeah. Maybe I should get you to redo the logo because I'm kind of sick of the Ooh, logo. Yeah. Yeah. I think I know the artist. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk. Yeah. 
Perfect. The creative ether. Collaboration. Yeah. There we go. It's a women's hockey academy. Squamish women's hockey academy. Oh, yeah? That's mine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This shed is just making right? stuff happen. It Collaborations is. all it around. Is. Or maybe yeah. it's a backcountry brewing beer. <laughs> I think it's the, I think it's the beer talking. But okay, Corey, what are you you're drinking? Yeah, new IPA. Let's not forget we are sponsored by so here's, the country. Okay, um, the new IPA. Can you read that? That Ben passed me that one today. That's their latest IPA. Nuke it from orbit is the only way to be sure. It's a Citra IPA. Nuke it from orbit. So remember he was Citra talking West about the Citra hops. It's nice. When they were they were just it's on nice the show. These guys were just on the show. I'm an IPA girl too, right? Is that from Starship Troopers? I'm an IPA girl too. You're an IPA girl too. Yeah, yeah. Fully. Isn't that from Nuke it from Orbit? Is that from like Starship Troopers? I don't know, so. Marcus. So back to the the Jersey. So much fun. I love the fact that I have something from the town that I grew up in. I want to do more work yeah. here. I mean, there's the development projects. I'd love to be a part of that. I, I don't know how. You got to get in there, of course. I know. I can't wait to get in there. Well, you're already talking to one of the biggest developers. Like Bosa's one of the biggest ones here. I mean, maybe hit them up and go indirectly that way. I'm actually negotiating with them. There you go. Yeah. See? So we're, go. we're hoping. I'm paying fingers, attention. Fingers crossed that uh, they bring me in on this project. So. Well, if they were smart, they would. Yeah. Or they're Karen Elliott's family. I don't know. We're not going political on this. Oh, my God. You just got so politically. Oh, man. You just suggested in a propriety. Oh, nope, my God. I told you backpedal. we're that one out. Backpedal. Backpedal. I mean, you I don't know. I'm just reading my... Some I'm just reading my... I'm just reading my... just reading my cue cards, man. Just reading my cue cards there, Marcus. <laughs> Come, my guy, coach. Come, my guy. Right. Come, my guy, coach. No, there's no lawsuit there. No. You know, we, we talk about, like, you were saying, like, what the fuck? Why not? Like, why yeah. aren't we doing more of this? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's political in nature. Uh, we don't kind of go there. Well, what he's yeah, doing do. is kind of political. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, we what, do. what he's inciting Wait, no, for is just, political. Listen, so I get to say this. <laughs> just, is, it, is it off? Is no, it it's not off. No, no, it's just Briar nope. because... Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing really out no. of line unless he's no, like Corey. going out and screaming libel about our mayor. Don't oh, worry. speaking of. It's him. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, no. <laughs> I have a story for you. you. So it's him we because actually... he's, he's scared because he wants to run for mayor. So he's like, I, can, I know, I know. You know. Did you see the cringe when I was like, do fucking better? <laughs> no, there's no cringe there because no. I'm the guy saying Where's the, the ocean no, handle? He's saying the same thing. I'm the guy thing. that's actually saying the same thing yeah. and I'm the guy yeah. who gets to sit down with the elders of the Squamish Nation and discuss with them their priorities and what they actually feel about the landscape and everything that's going on around here yeah. gets the opportunity during those times to sit down, have lunch with those people, those storytellers, those people yeah. who pass on their wisdom and their knowledge. I'm so thankful and humble for having that experience, number one. But number two, I'm also the guy, and you know me, I've, I've never been the guy to hold anything back. I'm also the guy that's in a room of a debate that's being held at Totem Hall in front of Squamish Nation members that calls out our local government and those who are already still in power asking the same things out of them. Do better. Yeah. yeah. Why do we not have an intergovernmental accord right now between the Squamish Nation and the District of Squamish, number one? Mm. But number For like two, 20 years. 100%. Well, Greg Gardner had one in the early 90s, but I'm not going to... Anyways, I digress. Why do we not have a services agreement? Yeah. Why do when they have a sewer backup on their house, they're on their own? Yeah. And I'm in fire and flood restoration. I'm in this stuff. I see it. I do I, I do work with the Squamish Service Nation Master Canada. And others at the end of the day. <laughs> nice plug. plug. Nice plug. Service Master, see this guy. It works. But that's it's always been <laughs> a real com. frustration of mine, Corey. Fixing that, your sewer. That we talk about indigenous culture and how do we express it properly but then also mm. I feel there are times where simply our politicians are whitewashing it and I call it a whitewash no pun intended no, no was pun it? intended at all <laughs> but you know what I mean oh yeah 
right? And it's because I come from there. My heart, yeah. my formative years were spent there, and so I understand it. We we describe this as being part of this colonial movement. I mean that the that description alone has a very negative connotation to it. But what better way to fucking describe it? There needs to be some form of correction there. I don't have an answer. You know, project related, I can tell you, you know, the directions that you can take. And I, I think it maybe falls upon relationship building. How do you get to know someone without getting to know someone? It's like any any relationship that we have on a personal level, professional level, you have to get to know one another first. And I think that's, that's going to be part of the process here. We have elected officials within Squamish Nation that change every four years. It's no different than uh, you know the, the candidacy that we see here in the District of Squamish. I don't know what the answer is there. You know, there has to be some form of agreement between both parties. Those relationships have to form organically. You so, know what I mean? It's, it can't just be forced so, through business, I, I want to say. But, well, but business, you know, business, relationships also take trust. And it's called, yeah. you know, you need baby steps. And I think what Corey's doing is awesome. Like, you start with the art. You start with sharing culture. You start sharing with, like, who these people are. And some people are slower to receive than others. But, I mean, it's it's long as there is some sharing happening. And then we, that, change will happen. That, that just is, there, there's need to be a will for it yeah. and an acceptance of it. Starting with, hey, you know, look at our art. Look at who we are. Look at who we are culture you know we're here with you let's share our cultures together that bridge and, that and gap. let's and let's express it somewhere yeah you know beyond just like well the bridge was a fucking honestly i see that every time i come up here and i tip my hat at it because mm-hmm. it's so fucking amazing i think the big part is a level of activation you know at the municipal level uh, at least within the city of vancouver any rfps that are being put out there and this is where we're activating ourselves as being cultural advisors is that it becomes mandatory. So anyone who is doing work within the city of Vancouver as a developer or as a professional uh, team, like architecture, whatever, they have to have a cultural advisor as part of their team. And that activates that level of engagement. So this is this is a municipal proposition for the District of Squamish. You want a higher level of engagement? with Squamish Nation on major projects within the, the district of Squamish, make that mandatory. Demand it. I'm a singular voice downtown Vancouver. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a shared responsibility between industry leaders at the municipal level, governmental level, or professional level. If I'm ever given the opportunity to work with the municipality of Squamish and look at that RFP process, if there's a project here and I'm activated... I certainly will ask those fucking questions. Well, and and that's the thing, like Marcus, you, it's a great point you make. You're broaching culture through things that bring people together: sport, art, music. Right? Yeah. We know these things bring people together. So having an open mind and an understanding is one thing, but you've got to have a medium, mm. and the medium is those things that bring us together. It is the art. Mm. It is the music. It is sport. Politicians and otherwise understand and know this to be true. Mm-hmm. You know, and the funniest thing, you know, I always say from my time running for political office locally is often those people most affected by change are the least least involved people simply because they can't be, you know, whether it's young families who deal with sports and otherwise, it's very hard to get involved, you know, when they're holding these debates and all these other things that happen at like six o'clock at night when when your kids are going to bed when they got their sports right in the middle of you know what i mean it's very Mm. hard to activate those people but i will say 
there isn't a special interest group apart from the parents in this town that aren't standing there with their hand out going, if you win, what are you going to do for us? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There just isn't. So when you're broaching the subject of, you know, of reconciliation, I truly feel you've got to do it through the medians that bring people together. Music, art, sport. Education. And education, 100%. Yeah. And, and our youth. Mm-hmm. I really, And that's why when we were speaking to what you're doing in the schools, I truly believe in it because it had a profound effect on me when Rick Harry was in there when I was a young kid. Never mind all the time I spent on Way Would Come Playing, mm-hmm. right? It has a profound effect. And then mm-hmm. being able to, to have the ear of your elders and to listen to those stories and understand the culture. I will honestly say that at the end of the day, those people help shape who you are and who you become. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, I went to Stuamis Elementary. Like, it doesn't get more, you know, like cultural than that school, to be honest. We were right there. We had, same, we had, you know, Rick Harry come to our school all the time. It was amazing. Like, what Rick Harry has done for uh, Squamish Nation here in Squamish, it's unprecedented. And I, he has some really big shoes to fill here in Squamish. And I think what he has laid out as far as, like, bringing culture to the town. Is Rick still around? He is, but he's primarily out of Vancouver now, in North Vancouver, and... Still very active. Really? Yeah. His son, James Harry, is an amazing artist. If you haven't seen any of his work, look him up. His fucking work Mm. is unbelievable. He's a very talented young man, aspiring professional, and yeah, doing some pretty amazing stuff. I've gotten the opportunity, obviously, no Dale. Yeah. We have some pretty prominent people here in in Squamish. Joy Joseph as well. Deanna Lewis. Deanna Lewis yeah. was an elected official at is one she, time. Like, cause, you know, she's um, spoke at the schools. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember my daughter has come home and be yeah. like, oh, Deanna Lewis has been in our class. And yeah. like, I think she actually went to Stuamis as she well. She might have, yeah. 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 And some of the other Joseph boys. Josh Joseph. Josh was an elected official. I think he's moved to the island now. Yeah, running uh, a restaurant, running a restaurant, like shameless plug, Nanaimo. So then I look it up and yeah, sure Wait, what, what is the name of the restaurant? Oh, jeez, now you're going to make me pull my... I think I am. Um, it's going to take me a while, so you guys just keep talking, okay? I'm like, let's watch him on Google. Hey, Corey, remember when you were on the Beachcombers? Oh my God, seriously? <laughs> can we talk about that? Can we go? Can we that was like, seriously. Like, <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> we need to pull up the footage. Great segue. Of- <laughs> <laughs> that was smooth. <laughs> So uh, you were on the beach. Course. I was, yeah. So we, now uh, you have to elaborate on that. Yeah, when sorry, they told Corey. Me that, I was See? like, oh, that's yeah. cool. That was, my, that was my nickname in high school. <laughs> sorry, Corey. Sorry, Corey. That Because you were on the Beachcombers? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, beachcombers. I think I started when I was like six, and then it folded when I was like 16-ish, 15. So I was on there for quite a while. What was that? Eight, just over eight years, yeah. give or take? It's like, He's how, a child, how that happened? Child actor. So there, there were kind of interviews Maybe across, I, I don't know the exact process, but I'm pretty sure they were interviewing across Canada or maybe even just within BC. And they had a large number of participants, narrow it down, another interview, narrow it down, another interview, narrow it down. And then I I was at school at the time and I think it was a, a memory test. So where do you live? How old are you? What's your phone number, home phone number, your parents' name, and stuff like that. So again, that memory test was part of the process for them to evaluate whether... You could you know, read your I, lines. Yeah, yeah remember yeah. my lines. Yeah. So nailed it. Came home, told my parents. 
And uh, they're like, yeah, you're fucking full of shit. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, my God, you're so full of shit. So uh, they went up to the school and they're like, "What? what's going on here? He starts basically tomorrow kind of thing. I'm, I'm exaggerating, but he Macaulay starts, Culkin. Yeah, totally. Hey. So, yeah, I, I started off, yeah, just jumping right into it. You know, I remember like memorizing lines and shit like that going across the ferry. And, do, you, do you recall it as a good experience or like this uh, is fucking me up experience or... I think, well, twofold. I mean, yeah, it probably challenged me as a young adult after the fact. Because you have to grow up really fucking fast there. Mm -hmm. You're not not there to, like, pick your nose and flick boogers and whatever. So, you know, you have to grow up. You have to become a young man at age six. So, you know, I spent most of my young life being very proper, on time, you know, responsible and all that fucking what shit. What horrible qualities. I know. So I threw that. How dare I know. They. And I throw that. that terrible, Corey. I throw that all aside. <laughs> Your parents are like, thank God. Yeah. Time for him to not grow up anymore. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it posed a, a challenge for me when I was in my teens. Like, I didn't grow up doing all the shit that you would you know, making those mistakes between six and 14 or whatever it was. Let's do them now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I was always um, very difficult to work with when I was in my teens and my early 20s. You're a diva. Probably. All right. I think child actor. Why, child that, actor. Well, I think that's, that's, why, why, we that's why we got along so well together. A couple of divas <laughs> here. Such good friends. <laughs> yep. So I, you know, I developed some great qualities. I'm very personable. I, I love being in the spotlight, I really fucking enjoy talking about myself. Like, <laughs> I, I have to say, I have to say, I'm pretty fucking good at it. Corey, a little bit. Corey Douglas, you're in good company. Look who you're talking to: Steve totally. Fryer and oh, Evelyn. Yeah, Chandler. I know fully. We have our own show so that we can listen I, to I ourselves love, talk. I, like, I love on. how I'm sitting way down below you two. You are down. Below. Yeah, yeah, you got two thrones over here. Yeah, we got the- King and the Queen. Listen, okay. we give you the couch. It's a cool, comfortable seat. <laughs> you he's get like, comfortable. Like, yeah, how come there's like, how come there's like dog hair and cat hair, cat oh hair all over this fucking no, he's like, thing? There's nowhere to put my beer is what he's worried about. That's what he's worried about. You need to get an he's elevated like beer holder. So yeah. there was no plans after Beachcombers? Like, like I have a taste of it. I'm going to keep doing this? Or it was just oh, like... Oh, I, I threw that out the window. I yeah, think, you did. You sort of just gave it I, up, hey? I did, yeah. It was, I, it was, was time there for a reason? I don't know. Maybe it was just, you know, it's like having... A girlfriend for like fucking whatever law or a relationship. You know, it's, it was a relationship that I had had and it was time for me to just move on. He's like, whatever, man. I got my Porsche. I'm out. Yeah, totally. Well, how do you think he got the Porsche? Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. Child actor, man. I was going there. So you, listen, which leads me to my next question. You still get royalties from it? I mean, they play. Small, oh, dude. They're, do they're so embarrassing. Like 673. Awesome. Oh, no. It's like a dollar 45 <laughs> or, you know, a, or okay. 87 cents. Like, you know, if we can't, even, listen, can't even put a tank wait, of gas I, in the I old know, Range well, it's Rover, not even right? worth the paper <laughs> the that you Range fucking Rover. print it on. You but know wait, what I mean? So if like if we went home and like downloaded every episode and just kept it like playing in the background, would you get any money off of that? I don't know. Should we try that? They're like CBC Gem. Like you can go on there. Like so I don't know I, where to I, find Beachcombers. I oh, I'm so like the last like, person you should ask because I, I think CBC you can find Gem a few something. of them on YouTube. But yeah. outside of like all of the, my mom has yes. every one of them. Oh, there on you VHS. go. Corey's like I can't really tell you where to find it, um, but I'll email you the link when I get out of yeah, here. Yeah, fully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Pornhub.com. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? I don't know what that is. <laughs> we have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, right. 
It's Canadian, so I know Your about mom it. okay. for sure has... Oh, she has all, all of them. That's so funny. Corey yeah. sent me a picture, I don't know, like a year or two ago or whatever. It was a picture his mom pulled up and it was the two of us hanging out like i think we were just standing in front of my beamer yeah in front of my house <laughs> right yeah. in front of your house and yeah. your mom's like sent you that picture look what i look what i Man, just i don't found. even want to know what pictures of me your mom has around the house like oh they're on the wall oh no. are they <laughs> yeah the wall of dirt wall of darts <laughs> that's the oh. thing right parents they just keep everything like my mom's got all my old pictures still yeah we didn't have phones back then. Yeah, of course I know. You have pictures. So yeah, listen. no, I know. But like, thank God, though, right? Like, imagine. I'd be a lot oh my more God, dumb. could you imagine? Okay, imagine that stuff was online. The uh. Fuck. So listen. Nope. <laughs> nope. Thank you. you guys don't know no this. social media. I know. I did talk about things you guys don't know about Corey Douglas. Like, it, I grew up at the Douglas house. With many, many sleepovers there. Gold's gym has nothing on Larry's gym. <laughs> like nothing. <laughs> like not a thing. So now that you're grown, this is. a Honest to God question you ever won around against the old man yet or have you ever have you A have you sparred with him and yeah. lately or no. maybe in your prime even and B did you ever win around? Because there was no way none of us were. <laughs> My dad grew up boxing when I was quite young, so like he could handle himself. Uh and he could well into his forties, fifties. And he's he's a big man. Yeah. Like he's oh he's about six foot. I'm 5'10-ish, but, you know, I, I was very, I'm carrying some COVID weight, but, you know, I was very slim. You have COVID? In, I think we gave you a hug today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, in, in my prime in high school, you know, I was probably a very hard 170, full muscle, whatever. My dad and I had it out one day, and I just remember being thrown on my back and then just standing over top of me. And I was like, okay, yeah, my dad still got it. Now, fucking full disclosure, I graduated a little bit late. We're not the same age. No, I know. We graduated the same year, though. I know we're not the same age. Yeah. I wasn't going to say anything. You weren't? No. Should I? <laughs> you already did. Yeah. So that that was the last time my dad and I had a little bit of a tussle. Did you ever have a tussle with your dad? Oh, yeah. Hundreds. Like actual hundreds. Seriously? No, hundreds. I'm just joking. We grew up in a different age and different yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably Conflict resolution was with like elbows yeah, and no, 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 no. Conflict resolution was... Go get your hockey helmet, get your hockey gloves. We will meet on the deck nice. and get at it. And that's what we did. I played hockey and I played to a high level. Oh, here we go. And the one thing I really I love roll to do emoji. The one the one thing I love to do is fight. Like I'm How were you a good fighter game. on the ice? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's really? All, it's one yeah, thing yeah, I did. Yeah. You look did at really him now, well. you wouldn't think that, right? Corey, no, no, Corey, no, no, no. Corey. I love to fight on the ice yeah. when we took our helmets off and yeah. got at it and took the gloves off, too. Look at my nose. She's still straight, buds, and there's been no surgery. Oh, good <sighs> There's God. no deviated septum there. I am telling you right now, it was something I just love to do. What was, was your just, record on the ice? I've actually never lost. Never? And I can say Woo! that honestly. There was a guy. There was I a, never. There was a guy, I would never have suspected this of you. There was Again, a guy. We don't think so. No, there was a all. guy who gave me a run for it. He came out of like, I can't, I can't remember what the hockey academy was like. Notre Dame, back in my days, Notre Dame was this big like hockey academy. And yeah. we were down at junior. Uh, we were at Richmond Sockeyes camp. And my coach, Gary Morris, she was an old Western hockey league player. He came down to see us into the camp and make sure that everything was all good. You were fighting like two, three times because it's a camp. You're getting... They were just, there's no suspension. They were teaching you how to fight in the camp? No, no, there was no suspensions. So you're fighting for a job. Like, that's how it was back then. They mm. called it Junior B for a reason. It was called yeah, the yeah. Jungle for a reason. You had the senior guys who were coaching the kids who were there to try and make the team. 
And uh, I'll never forget this one guy, man. He came from, he's got all red, red pants, red helmet, red gloves. So you know where he's coming from. He's come from Notre Dame, right? I fought this guy. Toe to toe? built like a brick shitter. Mm. Like we were just sitting there trading blows. And all I remember was coming off. I needed like four ice packs. We both did. Welts all over both of our heads. Like neither of us got knocked out, but we just stood there trading blows. And you were friends after. We had a chat and kind of laughed about it afterwards. Yeah. Like, it's de- it was definitely a different time. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, because yeah. My, my father was born uh, post-war Italy and, you know, and as an immigrant to, you know, he went to Germany, he went to Scotland until so he found his way to Canada and he was always that stinking wop, right? And so he fought and he fought and he always had to fight. And then he, basically that's what he told me. It's like, if you're going to get into a situation and you know it's going to get into a fight, you hit first and you hit hard. Like, mm-hmm. This is the first thing he used to say. Yeah. You hit first and you hit hard. And like backcountry brewing. Yeah. Strike first. Strike hard. Strike first, strike Ooh, hard. Ooh, there it is. You know, and as, as a big kid with a last name Monopoly, my God, did I get my share of being shit on. So it's like, there was always that. And I don't, Did you just, play hockey as well? No, I play a lot of football and I play a lot of rugby. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's a rough sport. Had a share of scraps, but it's yeah, a, yeah. it's the same. It's a different way of of being than it is today. Obviously, today we I don't want to say that our way is better because mm. I mean, the less fisticuffs the better. But I mean, it just seems like that was the way we used to deal with our shit. Oh yeah, totally. I think that's how I did a lot of that here in Squamish. That's for sure. Listen, we, we've had Jamie Horth Wessels on. Uh, she was looking for a big fight, oh, and we got her a MMA massive fighter. fight. We got her the champion. We got we, we got her the totally belt. We totally did. That. It was it was us. We did. Like, totally yeah. us. Still got the title it. fight, and then what? So awesome. Champion yeah. now. Yeah. If we if she didn't She'll come look. on, where are you at, Bud? <laughs> podcast. I don't even think she gets a shot. But maybe it was her training. <sighs> no, no. I mean, like I know she so did Pepe's and like her whatever. Training, but it's her also... agents, her coach. <laughs> no, it's coming on the podcast talking about it. And I would back country beers with us. There we go. Back country and then the podcast. Hundred percent. Right. So what is your promise with me before I leave? Oh, we'll get you in on the Squamish. He's looking at me like, don't promise anything. (laughs) When you get in and the next big project has like this big Corey Douglas artwork all over it. Then we'll bring you back on, yeah. and then we'll get we'll get there into is. some of those stories about Todd. Oh wait, Robert so we or, have to wait until then? Well, we can't come just back spill anytime. it all in the first episode. I mean, yeah, at the yeah, end yeah. of the day, listen, we expect this to go on for decades. Sorry, people. Oh but shit! Stuck with really? Us. <laughs> yeah, Marcus, you're gonna have I'm to sorry. hire someone to do your dirty. But work. This is my expectation here, so if you, yeah. we need to reset that. Can somebody please let me know? I expect to have no. a massive studio and. Hey, was John was John a mentor on this? As He's well? coming on the show. He is um, next. We're, really? We're, yeah. What a person! Yeah. What stories he has yeah, yeah. to tell. Love the guy. Love the man. Love his style. So you you've been involved in in. We kind of talked about your profession. Yeah. Or we haven't even actually we we haven't even gotten into your profession. We haven't even been into your profession. We've we've been into who. Corey Douglas is a person where you grew up and mm. some of the stuff that you worked on professionally like can you speak to a little bit of this a little bit of that stuff and maybe what's coming up maybe shameless pug where were you at where are you at buds so you know the art started off with just like jewelry engraving and graphic design and stuff like that now I moved into like large civic installations uh, you may have seen it on my timeline for Facebook. I mean, we're that age group where we're still on Facebook. So uh, I put something on Facebook. It's a, an installation up at the Chequemus Generating Station. So that's a... I don't know if anyone has seen that here yet. No? Yeah, you have. Thanks, Steve. Following me. That's awesome. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, Evelyn. <laughs> you know, that that was a, a big installation. I have another really big one with uh, Luma Housing. It's uh, it's about a hundred feet, give or take, tall, six feet wide, 
this cultural planner position, you know, I'm consulting with, you know, some pretty significant projects in the city. It's kind of where I'm at right now, you know, just no pun intended, kind of like carving out this Fan, cultural kind of Fangirl position. over here will not leave out the, the Coal Harbor installation too as well, right beside the, what some would call the flaming doobies from the, the Olympics. You had an installation down there, did you not? In Coal Harbor. Yeah, you know, right beside oh, the... Oh, the... the yeah, 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 yeah. That was the... Um, you, you, the you, Lantern Festival. your own art. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. the one bringing <laughs> it up to you. Come on, I've done so fucking many of them. <laughs> you know who I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. fucking you know, Douglas. I've done so much stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. I can't even remember. Yeah. Like, it's so hard hello. to keep up with but, my okay, fans. Honestly, Corey, good thing you have fangirls like Stephen Fryer. I'm doing a, a mural on one side of a building or maybe two sides of a building right downtown in the West End, like full height. Oh, wow. Yeah, give or take 10, That's coming 12, up. 14 floors. Yeah. Wow. It's major fucking, it's a huge project for me. Can't wait to see that. Me too. So maybe we bring it on. <laughs> Can't wait to finish that is yeah, what you're saying? totally. So we're going to bring them back on when we get we get some Squamish stuff going. That yeah. one's completed. Yeah. And then we'll can dabble back into kind of some of the, the crazier Squamish times. Possibly. We talk about all the crazy times growing up here in Squamish. Oh, like many, right? Oh, there's tons of great stories out there. <laughs> Not all that we want to tell on here, but... Yeah, yeah we can yeah. tell them here, just so long as they're not been recorded from back then. <laughs> but yeah, like we have, there's no evidence. It's just we're just talking. There's yeah, no, exactly. We're just, we're just storytelling. Is it like, really true? Is it really true? We're just storytelling by yeah, Stephen Fryer. Exactly. You know? That's what's <laughs> as sponsored by Mr. Fryer, yeah. who's yeah. running for mayor. No. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Okay. I don't. But thank I would you. I like to see you guys battle for mayor. I'm torn though. I don't know who I'd vote for. I know who I'd vote for. Corey Douglas. <laughs> Yeah, me too. I'm just saying that because I have to see you every week. Yeah, Listen, I'd probably vote for him too. Listen, Corey, I'm absolutely uh, humbled by your presence here in my my little shed here today, and thank you for for joining us. Yes, on it was Where so good to catch Bugs up. Podcast, and it was really good to catch up. This has been way too long, and yeah. um, we'll do it again. We will. I mean, if there's ever a chance that I'm just like coming through town, I'll just 100. Yeah. Well, listen, thanks for coming out today. Yeah, and, uh, we you. do appreciate your time and uh, and the chat, and it's been awesome. Another episode of Where Are You At Buzz Podcast is in the can. The program is rated TV MA NSFW OMFG GAF TTV BYGAS. It is unsafe for epileptics. It kills lab rats. And oh my God, this shit is going to give you nightmares for real.